0: This is The Rich Eisen Show. Get ready. I think now what the Spanoses have to do is take a monster swing at this position. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Can we get an ankle bracelet on Jim Harbaugh when he's out here with the Wolverines for the Rose Bowl? Like to see where his whereabouts are? Today's guests, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight Podcast host, Chris Long. 49ers tight end, George Kittle. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are live on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. What a weekend of National Football League action to take in a whole bunch to talk about on this show, which is maybe why uh, almost every darn phone line we've got is lit right now, and we just came on the air, where this show is only 45 seconds old, and uh, people want to talk to us, which is awesome. 844204 Rich is the number to dial. we're going to talk with Chris Long of Greenlight Pod in this hour our number 2 George Kittle of the freshly minted 2023 NFC West champion San Francisco 49ers he's going to zoom into this program you're going to be with us all 3 hours so much to discuss here good to see you over there Christopher Brockman how are you Rich what's up man DJ Mikey D is in nuts good, good to good see morning. you good morning good morning TJ Jefferson it's the it's it's the it's the wrong version of your uh, of your uh... <laughs> i You're uh, your there. <laughs> there you go. I mean, uh, I know. I mean. Hey, listen, you know. listen, listen, listen. Hey man, I mean, what are you gonna do? As you, what are you do? as what are you, you, do? you, you do? unfortunately learned, TJ, this weekend firsthand, <laughs> there are two teams you do not want to let in the playoffs, and they are the Buffalo Bills. And my fantasy basketball team that beat T.J. Jefferson this weekend, wow. four in a row, wow. started 0-3-1, and I'm now 4-3-1, and don't let me in the playoffs, I'm just giving everyone a warning. Well, he's and then won. the Buffalo Bills, that's wow. the other team. in wow. won no. America and
1: international, folks, <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> But he won because of a glitch in mm, the Matrix. Okay, that we've, good. All <laughs> suffered. That's we've all suffered. We've
0: all suffered a glitch. Sounds just like a lot of kids in this generation we're responsibility. We're not going to apologize for winning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk good. about I'm Mike just Tomlin. I'm just saying. Saw Mike Tomlin over the weekend uh, called we're... the Steelers game. Steelers <laughs> fans love me. Hey, Pittsburgh. Good to see you. <laughs> um, so it's we'll discuss that on this program. The Chiefs took taking care of business, although – Still getting a little case of the Tony Dropsies. And um, and so we'll discuss playing? that. Like, come on. Uh, we'll discuss that on this program. The Sunday night victory of the Baltimore Ravens. They are looking incredibly impressive. Um, and um, my Jets got eliminated. And uh, it's not even... The end of week 15, yet yeah, we'll talk about that Welcome on this program. Party,
1: pal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is Christmas time.
1: Yeah, we all take okay, L's this week. <laughs> okay.
0: So I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Chris Brockman and I started dancing around the subject about three weeks ago on Overreaction Monday podcast, sure. which we're going to record as soon as this show's over and put in your podcast, Eargate, and on our YouTube page. The Buffalo Bills, do not let them into the playoffs. Do not let them in the tournament. Don't do it. Because they are playing like the best team in the American football conference. We've seen it ever since they made that move with Ken Dorsey, out Joe Brady in in the offensive coordinator position. And at the time, uh, uh, we were all saying, and I believe rightfully so, Rightfully so. Marshall Falk said it on What the Football with Susie and Amy. That <laughs> Sean McDermott was running out of people to just throw to the you know meat grinder to keep switching things out and maybe save his own skin in Western New York. Swapped out defensive coordinators, took on the defensive play calling this year. Leslie Frazier's walking around NFL Network while Sean McDermott is fully in charge of that side of the ball that made him a head coach. And then Ken Dorsey out, Joe Brady in, and you started seeing some changes. But the first game was against the Jets. Okay, let's throw that one out because that's the way the Jets were playing and have been playing most of the year. Then after that, the Buffalo Bills, after dismantling the Jets, what did they wind up doing? They went into Philadelphia and took the Eagles into overtime and should have won the game. Gabe Davis goes one way. Josh Allen throws another. And then Jalen Hurts takes the ball down the field after the Bills settle for a field goal score touchdown. But the Bills look different. They looked like the Bills teams that we've been seeing making the playoffs. And then the Bills went into Kansas City. Say what you will, folks. Kadarius Tony lined up offsides, and the Bills still had time left on the clock to potentially win that game anyway, and it was more than 13 seconds, all right? And then what they did yesterday was eviscerate the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, take the hottest team in the NFL and take that five-game win streak and not just snap it. I mean, break it up into kindling and lighting a bonfire outside of Highmark Stadium Stadium and then pulled up a van and then jumped on a table and took that out, too, and threw that on the fire. And this kid, James Cook, I had a very, very long New Year's Eve a couple of Orange Bowls ago when he in Georgia took apart the Michigan Wolverines, and I saw this kid for Georgia, and I'm like, he's unbelievable, electric. And what he has done since Joe Brady took over I'm wondering if Ken Dorsey's sitting at home right now saying, maybe I should have dialed up number four a little bit more. (laughs) Because Joe Brady is dialing up four and dialing up four. And at one point, he came out of the game yesterday, and Greg Olson's like, they're giving him a blow. But don't worry, he's going to be back on that field in two seconds because (laughs) Greg Olson is seeing what we're all seeing. That kid is a difference maker, and that kid is the one who's taking the pressure off of Josh Allen more than anything else. That kid on the screen. He is unbelievable. And what's happened since Joe Brady started dialing up is he's turned James Cook into Christian McCaffrey. Run it, throw it. He's not guardable, and he's unstoppable when you block it up properly. Buffalo had 266 rushing yards yesterday. James Cook had 179 of them, most since Fred Jackson in 2009. And they possessed the ball 10 minutes longer than the Cowboys. Four out of their first five drives in the game lasted longer than four and a half minutes. Hmm. So they're chewing it up and spitting it out right now. They had 28 first downs. 28 first downs. 20 of them rushing it. That's the second most in team history and the most since 96. That's what the Bills are doing right now. And they didn't look anything like this team when I saw them in London when they lost to Jacksonville back in week five. They didn't look anything like it when they were going in that win streak in the beginning part of the season and they were boat racing people. It was all Josh Allen. Yep. And the Josh Allen that steals your soul and comes for you has arrived back again in the NFL. You can't put him on the ground. And guess what? You didn't need to yesterday because he didn't do a damn thing with his arm, it felt like. He even was sheepish about it after the game, (laughs) saying this about his passing day.
2: Just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And, um, you know, felt like the the kid that didn't do anything in the class project, but got an A. Um, But again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times, man. Like Just
0: keep going. TJ, if I told you going into that game, Allen would be 7 of 15 for 94 yards and just one score, you'd have said what?
2: I'd have
1: said, for one thing, I'm winning my fantasy matchup because the guy I'm playing had him. And okay. two, the Cowboys are going to stomp the Bills. Correct. And it was
0: the exact opposite. It's so fitting that in Buffalo, they play that freight train whistle all the time. Well, when it's third, third down, right? They play that freight train because when the – and it kind of it, – it's like a stampede. Like their logo mm-hmm. matches the train, the freight trains coming and you better get out of the way because they are coming and they build steam on the tracks and keep it going. And the most incredible thing about it, and you got to give the flowers to McDermott, is this defense. I watched Matt Milano get carted off the field in Tottenham. And that was after Trey White went down for the season the week before. And then they didn't have A.J. Epinesa, who had a triple crown play, a trifecta, when I called that game in London, where he picked one off. Uh, he he created – he picked one off. He also caused this sack fumble and then recovery. Recovery, yeah. Right. And Micah Hyde wasn't there either. And what they did to the Dallas Cowboys offense, which was, again, red, as red hot as you can get, they – had, again, 266 rush yards, as I mentioned. Dallas had 195 total yards. Dallas had 14 first downs in the game, but six in the last garbage drive in which they scored to make it a little bit closer. 31-10 was the final. They had only eight first downs before that last drive. That's it. Dak couldn't do a damn thing. CeeDee Lamb, non-existent. The run game, non-existent. They steamrolled him. That thing was Over. And, and it was interesting. You, got, you kind of got that sense early on. Certainly when you saw the stat on the screen that they were held scoreless in the first quarter for the first time since their loss in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which was, again, supposed to have been the outlier of the Cowboys' season. But now here we are with Dallas going into Buffalo and getting absolutely manhandled by the Bills. And the narrative of the Cowboys season prior to beating Philadelphia was, yeah, but who have they really beaten? And then, of course, after they beat Philadelphia at home to go 7-0 at home and winning 15 straight at home dating back to last season, it was like, yeah, but who have they really beaten on the road, having lost at Arizona to the Pastronaut and then at San Francisco in a game that wasn't even as close as 42-10 and then they lost in Philadelphia, and the Cowboys fans rightfully were saying, hey, you know, if we didn't step out of bounds here and we actually had our tight end in the end zone instead of on the one inch line, we could have won that game. Well, guess what? They go into Buffalo, and they had an opportunity to show everybody, put their card on the table, saying against the red hot Buffalo Bills, we're just as hot and even hotter, and we're going to show you. And instead, it was the exact opposite. They got smoked, they got crushed. And next week, they've got to go to Miami, which has their own narrative of, yeah, but who have they really beaten, period. That's for Christmas weekend. But for the moment, the Dallas Cowboys had that golden opportunity to go into a tough place to play against a team that is playing as tough as they've played all year long and say, not today, this is a different Cowboy year, and instead... They didn't even show up. And you got to wonder what's up with that. Especially since Cam is calling Dak a game manager, they couldn't Mm -hmm. even manage the game. I mean, they didn't even get assistant manager. (laughs) Couldn't even be assistant crew chief. That was all about James Cook and the Bills defense and Josh Allen just sitting back and say it. everybody else, I mean, they Josh Allen could basically took the night off. Micah Parsons, after the game, uh, left completely mystified. There was one run, I believe it might have been by Ty Johnson, where he came around the left edge and gained another chunk play on, on I think, a, a first down converting play, and you could just see him throw his arms up in the air like, I don't know what's going on here. And he still uh, was doing that after the game.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's just unacceptable at this point. Uh, There's no excuse for it. Uh, It's mind-boggling. I don't understand why we're not playing well and why we're not coming together on the road. Um, It's something that we need to look at and get better because we got to go on the road next week.
0: Radio audience, the uh, Bills uh, visiting locker room. Um, It doesn't doesn't strike me as... uh... You know, There's a fancy place. it's like a Maserati there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a
2: Yugo. Yeah, that's just like, okay. <laughs> Cinder
0: block. Here's, here's some pieces of metal. Put your crap in there. Mike, you probably had a Yugo. Right? some wood. Oh.
1: You know, Rich, they it's- the Bills, oh, man, the way they opened up the holes. For Cook in that running game. They they completely took Micah out of the game. They, they took everybody
0: out of the game. In
1: particular, the way they 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 well, made Randy's plays. They got him out the way. They opened up. The, I was very impressed
0: with with the way that they just and what ran the Buffalo. My hey, brother, way. let me tell you what the Buffalo Bills are. Are common for you. Again. You thought they were out. I never thought. Everybody so. thought they were out. We spent some time here thinking they were out for sure and I was I, I was so tough from, I was never out on Allen. I just could never be out on that. He's just, you know, regressed. You can't be. Oh, but as for the Bills chances, they were they were a 12 seed. They are now a 9 seed. By the way, the Texans with a Stones W on the road in Tennessee mm-hmm. okay and we'll talk about that later on and I saw what the Colts looked like personally and Jake Brownie's got the Bengals where they' where they are and Joe Flacco is having a what, are, what do we call it, a flacassance fla okay yeah. okay theres there's a, a flacassance going on right now yeah. I totally get it but the Buffalo Bills are better than all of them all of them okay and they're better than the Jaguars right now they've already beaten the Chiefs and look who they are coming for in the final week of the season, because right now they're two games behind the Dolphins. And while the Dolphins host the Dallas Cowboys and then visit the Baltimore Ravens, Josh Allen and the Bills are flying out here to visit Easton Stick, maybe, or what do you got? Chargers sign Will Greer okay, off the Patriots right. practice squad. Good good enough for their, their now <laughs> interim head coached team. Coach Giff, I believe. It's not Giff. Is it Giff? Or no, no, it's Giff. Giff. Oh, Giff. Coach Giff and the Chargers. And then after that, um, the Patriots visit Western New York. And if there's any team that wants to completely disintegrate another, it's the Bills of the Patriots and Bailey Zappi. And so that's all the Bills need is for Miami to lose against the Cowboys or the Ravens. That's it. And they take care of business against Easton Stick, Giff, Coach Giff, and (laughs) Bailey Zappi. And they will have an opportunity to go into Miami in week 18 and win the division and put a home game in the spot where they just steamrolled Dallas. That's coming, folks. That is absolutely beyond possible. It's actually likely. How does that sound? And then, let's just say this. Let's say the the Dolphins beat the Cowboys, right? Very possible. Okay. And then the Ravens lose to San Francisco, right? Mm -hmm. Or the Cowboys beat the Dolphins, right? And the Ravens lose to San Francisco and then the Dolphins go into Baltimore and beat Baltimore. So the Baltimore Ravens lose two in a row. The Bills have a shot at the one seed, folks, as we're sitting here. So forget about them being so deep in the sniffing it category right now. And so deep down and have been around the eleven seed and twelve seed and ten seed. They can be the one seed a million percent right now. Now, the Ravens are playing terrific football. I'm just pointing out the facts. And the Cowboys, one seed is history. The Niners are the best team in the NFC, period. The one seed is gone. That thing is gone, I believe. Because they got to be two better than the, the Niners, and they're now one worse than them. Gone. And you just better hope that the Seahawks show up tonight and face either a... Un Jordan like, fluish Jalen Hurts or Marcus Mariota because I think the, A- the NFC East is gone too because the Eagles have the Giants twice and the Cardinals right. left. Yep. And the Eagles should win all three of those games, Tommy should. Cutlets aside.
1: Should. Wow. Look.
0: I know that pumpkin uh, cutlets, or the. Uh,
1: cutlets is spoiled.
0: So no, the-, <laughs> the Saints took care of that business and we'll talk Rams and Saints later on. Well, that's your update let's take a break here Greenlight podcast host chris long will join us next and george kittle in hour two and you throughout i love seeing the phone lines lit up like a christmas tree since it is you know christmas week coming up it's that time of year people spring has sprung and that means spring cleaning or at least on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, back here on the Roku Channel, radio audience will rejoin in a couple minutes. Let's bring in Chris Long. How are you, Chris? Rich, what's up, man? How are you? I enjoyed your video of watching you live and die with your bed on the Chicago Bears. Did you push? Is that what ended up happening? I pushed.
3: I pushed. Mercifully. But, I mean, it was right there. It was right there. Quite a bit. Yeah, it I was think. right there. I mean, and and not just that, the drop uh, early in the game, too. You know, there's some Ugh. really costly drops, including the one at midfield in the two-minute drill. I I still think I'm on the right side there. Well, I but mean, else, and, you know? and,
0: and Justin Fields had a, a clear first down right in front of him, and he got tripped up, and he fell about a half yard short. If he picks that one up, I mean, that's that's the NFL for you, isn't it? you know
3: yep no question when you're watching the bears third and one two yeah i go on all day about how the bears wound up losing that game 212 to flacco in the fourth what's going on i mean it's 2023 but the bears defense is definitely playing better don't you think i mean that's for oh, sure you know yeah the bears defense is awesome i mean tj edwards made a couple of big plays late yeah. in that game stevenson um all those guys i I've, I've been Singing their praises, uh, you know, the, the Thursday night game that they won against the Vikings, I thought they really put it all together and they just keep playing well. But, like, that's the difference right there. I think if they catch that Hail Mary, they, they might be going on a run here. Do you think Justin and, Fields has proven he should stay? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's no right answer here. I think it just comes down to if you prefer the quarterback that's making a bunch of money or a guy on a rookie deal. Um, mm-hmm. But in my opinion, Justin Fields is a known commodity and, and I like the commodity. Um, you know, somebody like Atlanta, you, you maybe see what Atlanta is willing to send uh, up up your way for Justin Fields, but but I like Justin Fields. I'm a Justin Fields fan. I, people want to argue with you all day on it. Um, but you know, evaluating quarterbacks as we've seen is is the most inexact science in the world, and it depends on context. So, you know, you got Bears fans asking to fire the coordinator. That's not a perfect situation for Justin Fields. I think it's a pretty good situation. Uh, but the Bears are moving in the right direction. Rich Eisen Show Radio Network just
0: returned to the Roku Channel feed. I'm talking to Chris Long, and I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click or just stop by. I will ask you a, uh, an old-school sports talk uh, um, constructed question, Chris. Did we learn more
3: about the Cowboys or the Bills on Sunday? We already knew that about the Cowboys. Like, I'm not, I'm not anti Cowboys. I'm not one of these all or nothing people where it's got to be the best team in the world or they're terrible. Like, they're a good football team, but, but you can run the football on this team. And coming to this game, I like the Bills because of Cook and because of the tight ends. And I thought the middle of the field was going to be an issue for them in the run and the pass game. But for the Bills to feature this offense, uh, you know where Josh Allen doesn't really have to go back and and, and drop back and do much. Uh, that's not to say he didn't do anything. There's the occasional third and nine where he rips it to Diggs and he catches it with one hand, and you're like, oh, these two guys. Uh, you know, they softened you up and took the shots when they had to. Like the, I think it was maybe the first drive on that deep over to Diggs. They just pounded the ball. And that play where Cooks got the ball in the scrum and he goes for like ten yards after contact. I've been in that situation. When you're a defense and it dawns on you that oh, actually, like the, it's not just they're going to feature the run, the the run game in the game plan, it is the game plan, and it's loud here, and they're committed to it. And the very next play, they hit that deep over, and I I, I think, not having a James Cook in the past or having a James Cook in the past and not using him mm. is a huge indictment on the last guy. But also, uh, you know, it goes to show your answer was there all along. And in the biggest spots, Josh Allen has never had a receiving back like this, nor has he really had a ground attack like this. Some of the cuts that he made in the middle 15 minutes of this game before the half where they really took their soul on that drive, and then they come out in the third quarter and run the ball 11 out of 15 plays. I mean, that just tells that team on the other sideline, like this game is absolutely over. And uh, if they can do this and feature it, they are uh, possibly the most dangerous team in the AFC. I mean, you watch the other teams. um, And one of the reasons I've been standing on the table for Kansas City is because the field is down, too. And as the bills ascend, you look at some of these examples in the past of New England making a run late in the season in their first championship uh, season. I think they lost their last game to the Rams. Eerily similar to the way the, the Bills lost in overtime, close ball game to the Eagles, a team they could see if they get that far. Um, and then they go on that long run, the Giants, too, you know, that wild card run. I think they're seven and seven at that point. So there's reason to believe if you're Buffalo. And a lot of it has to do uh, with the fact that the AFC is, including Baltimore, they look beatable.
0: Yeah. And, and Baltimore looks terrific as well. And I, 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 I painted a scenario. You know, obviously Baltimore would have to lose out and yeah. they do have some difficult opponents. Um, San Francisco in San Francisco and then Miami at home. And then they play a Steelers team that who the heck knows would show up. It could be one of those throw the records out things. But I I, I don't think the Bills can be a one seed. I kind of threw it out there as no. a possibility. Yeah. But th- them as a two seed and, and an AFC East champion two seed is a well, million they're, percent they're, possible. They're gonna,
3: yeah, they're absolutely going to have an opportunity to host a playoff game. I mean, that Hell that's yeah. going to be within their control. And last night was the reason. You know, that was like if you can get this game, I know you can beat these next two teams. But the problem with the Bills are they the new Bills or the old Bills earlier this season where you lose to the Patriots. Um, you know, the Chargers they're two point two two touchdown favorites. Uh, you know, like I feel like. You can never say anything for sure in the NFL, but you feel good about this one. The Pats, that's going to be Bill with his back against the wall. He wants to beat the Bills uh, maybe one last time. And then you go down to Miami, and I watch that team, and they're they're very good, right? They've yet to beat a a winning team since last September. And you go to Miami, and I feel like all the pressure would be on Miami in that scenario because that would mean – that they're playing for everything. And you saw the first matchup went, it'd be a little different, but this defense is playing really well. Last night, I thought Sean McDermott, that run blitz on second and one in the red zone early in that game, that was Dallas's last chance to get a touchdown there and keep up. But he dialed that run blitz up and, and Dallas was running the football. Timely blitzes, timely pressured. pressures sat back there, played zone. And in the second half, it was like Dak had nothing downfield and the rushers and the guys on the back end playing downhill all of a sudden, this looks like a pretty good defense again. They might not be what they were before Trey White, uh, be, before you know, uh, you, you lose Milano, but they're still pretty good.
0: Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. I feel like uh, instead of a you know, level of concern segment, we should uh, do a segment called How Do We Fix It? Um, yeah. So how do we fix it with Dallas right now? How do we fix their uh, inability to play on the road like they do at home? How do you fix that?
3: Well, um, they got a big guy down up front. You get him back, you'll be better. Um, You're not going to be able to host a bunch of playoff games in the playoffs. Obviously, this was a big one. Now, the Eagles, Monday night, I worry about them. They changed their defensive coordinator, that sort of thing. They could still still win the East, but it's kind of in Philly's control. I think for Dallas, it's try to closely follow a game script where you're not down two scores because – um I just don't like them in that scenario. I know it sounds simple, but they can't really fix anything. They're they're going to be a little bit suspect in the middle of the field and up the middle in the run game and you know, you can slow these rushers down. I mean, we've seen it happen before with Micah. He's incredible, but when you throw enough things at him in the run game, it's it's hard for him to play fast and he does honor his keys and that sort of thing. So, um I think for Dallas it's just got to be a situation where you, you got to get in the right matchups in the playoffs and hope for the best, like most teams. And then I guess let's move to the Kansas City Chiefs. How do you fix Kadarius
0: Tony? Because you don't you, 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 How, you how don't, do you do
3: it? You, you don't fix Kadarius Tony, and I feel like they're banging their head against the wall trying to fix Kadarius Tony. It almost felt like, hey, we're in a three touchdown ball or a three score ball game late in this game. We feel like it's in hand. Maybe that's why we're throwing him the ball. But I don't like him touching the ball at all. And maybe in that situation, they're trying to work him into, you know, some confidence or rhythm or whatever they're doing. But you see Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, and it's a look of a guy that I don't know if it's him, but somebody's sticking their neck out for this guy in that locker room or in that building. And it's just the look of disappointment, like we've given you so many chances. And I kind of – I I don't want to careful saying this because mm-hmm. Andy Reid's one of the best to ever do it. But eventually it's just his fault. It's the coach's fault. Um, because we know exactly who Kadarius Tony is. Why is he on the field? Like, why is he even getting a jet sweep? You know, it goes for two yards. The top end uh, returns aren't even there, you know? And I, I would extend it even further to when you're first and four at the goal line in a zero-zero ball game. I think it is, you're not in position to play with your food. And I know they love creative stuff, but you got Mahomes in a three-point stance, McKinnon taking a snap, and you're doing a shovel pass to Rasheed Rice, who's great. But it's a I think it's a running back pitching a ball to a wide receiver, and he almost fumbles the ball. They score a touchdown. and everybody's like, "Oh well, great, look how creative they are in the red zone. But it's like, why are you why are you living this way? Well, did you hear the backstory
0: behind that one, Chris is that Rasheed Rice needed that um, score to set a, a rookie receiving touchdown record. and they talked about it before every single time they practiced it, it was a handoff from McKinnon. To Rice, and they decided, okay, you need a touchdown reception. I'll flip it to you, and that's it, it, what it, happened.
3: That's the backstory me, behind it. Apparently, yeah. it, well, after hearing that, it strikes me even more, uh, you know, as as a group playing with their food a little bit there. And I do think they have this championship DNA, and having Patrick Mahomes, and I've been pounding the table saying they're gonna turn it around when Pacheco gets back. If you watch them, you know that first snap in the red zone after they took that shot uh, off the off the rip. They're, they're moving bodies. Like, you know, UU Wise is going for a ride. They're moving Lawrence guy. You know, Trey Smith snapping to Vise neck back. Like, that's who they need to, to be when Pacheco gets back. I know they can't do that right now, but I would just say, like, I know you're the smartest guy in the room, but maybe sometimes act like you're a rockhead and, and, and play bully ball um, because you're not going to turn into a 40-point-a-game outfit. Let's, let's control the ball Let's let's convert when we can. And Travis Kelsey, he might not be catching balls. Yesterday is a perfect example of like it's going to be hard down the stretch to get him the ball. The chess match between Andy Reid and Bill, you know, Andy trying to release him in line, motioning him, screening away from him. Even if he's not catching the ball, he's making plays for you. The other guys just have to make the layups. Like there's two guys in the flat on that first shot of the game. And that's because of Travis Kelsey. So find those opportunities, and the guys have to make layups. Well,
0: and the last one for you on this, maybe Tony's out there because he's still better than the one that's the next man up. How about that as an idea?
3: Yeah, but there's better than, but are you more dependable? I don't know the answer to that. And, you know, on defense, if we used to have, you know, offensive line, you have a fish, you try to protect around that guy, you don't have another choice. Um, receiver is not usually a position I think about, as, like, costing a team games, you know, because you can decide to throw that guy the ball or not, even if he's out there doing cardio. Or you can put Richie James in there or somebody else. Like, I don't know the inner workings of what's going on in the building, but I see what's happening on the field. And to me, there have to be personnel decisions you can make. By, by that I mean, like, getting 12 personnel, take a receiver off the field, uh, you know, or put a different guy in. You know, get a different guy for your gadget plays or take them out for a little bit. Uh, because it's not like they're yielding big returns
0: two more for you chris long co-host of inside the nfl and also green light pod right here on the rich eisen show you already h- heard the narratives being set up for the finale of week 16 on christmas uh night between the ravens and the niners uh tariko and collinsworth were already chopping that up as the Ravens were done chopping up the Jaguars. That this is for maybe a playoff, a Super Bowl preview. That uh, the team that's maybe best equipped to beat the Niners is coming into the Niners house. And the Ravens, you're already shaking your head no. And that uh, uh, the MVP is up for grabs too,
3: whoever wins this game. That, that's true. I think okay. the MVP's kind of become like the Heisman. And we know, like, hey, most valuable player, different years we'd be giving it to different people, but we basically give it to the quarterback that has the best year and finishes the strongest. Okay. Right. And, like, Purdy is, what, minus 200 or something like that. Lamar's second behind him. And you look at, like, the two different ways that they're the most valuable players. Like, Purdy's got these incredible stats. He does make great pl- plays off platform. So, he's like a point guard. I liken him to an elite point guard that can actually score. You know, he's not a game manager. I, I disagree with Cam on that one. Uh, and and I disagreed on the, the DAC thing. Um, but, but, you know, like when it comes to Purdy, he can actually make those plays off schedule. So I I don't think he's a game manager. Um, and and I think Lamar, when you watch him last night, the reason I'm concerned about the Ravens is yeah, the defense is really good. Right. But I really think Lamar has to do so much right now with Mark Andrews down and now with Keaton Mitchell down Mm. that I was worried about the offense had Keaton Mitchell come out of the game healthy. I know they ran for like 200 yards. I looked up at one point. I'm like, wow, they ran for 200 yards. It, it felt like 98. You know, it just creeps up on you. But I do think against better defenses, and I'm not talking about the run game because Jacksonville has been sol- solid there, but it's it's hard to make that big adjustment, and they were trying to be more explosive, and now you lose Keaton Mitchell. I do worry about that situation. In that game, I lean I leave San Francisco. I mean, like... And if you're asking me who actually poses the the Niners the biggest threat yeah. in the Super Bowl, I think that list is short. Like that list is very short. I it, you know, I could see if if Kansas City turns it around in a way that I'm not anticipating, Kansas City could be tough. Sure Baltimore could give them a game, but I also think Buffalo. We just talked about them. If they slide in the dance, they actually pose uh, to me, a bigger threat than the other teams in the AFC to beat San Francisco. So then last one for you, Chris, is the team we're not talking
0: about. Because, you know, again, we're, we're talking about the big four in the NFC as the Lions got back on track against the Broncos on Saturday night. And we're talking about Bill, the Bills now in the same breath as the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, obviously, you've got the Chiefs. Wh- who are we not talking about in either conference that you think can make a, a run here A
3: run i mean like okay in the nfc asterix like it's going to be hard for anybody to beat san francisco you know no but i mean Uh, a run
0: a run makes the final four then i mean yeah 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 the
3: the rams are are two in the nfc right now the rams to me the rams to me are a team that could get hot and if if the texans hadn't had all these injuries and i mean they're gonna get get guys back can they slide in You know, if they still had Tank Dell, I feel like, hey, look at the way the D line closed that game out yesterday. That was awesome. Like, they are a dangerous team, but I think the Rams doing what they've done is incredible. And because Matt Stafford, a guy that some of us wrote off a little bit because of his age and, you know, projecting injuries and just where this team is going to be, they are doing this with a bunch of just guys on defense and Aaron Donald, but they're doing it. And I got to give Sean McVay a lot of credit. Um, I did not anticipate them being here. So, I think those teams, and then the Bucs, the reason that game's so interesting to me is the Cowboys and the Eagles are watching that game getting ready to go. And they're watching that game and they're saying like, damn, we, we might have to, one of us are going to have to go down to Tampa, you know, and, and play a football game. And I know Tampa probably doesn't match up with the Cowboys so well um, in a lot of ways, uh, and the Eagles in a lot of ways either. But that's, that's a lot worse than going to Atlanta Um, and that's a lot worse, I think, than going to New Orleans at this juncture. So, you know, Tampa could make it interesting for somebody one weekend in January.
0: Chris, you're the man. Have a great uh, green light pod. Who's on it? You got anybody for the meeting this week? We
3: have, I got my brother in here today. Uh, We've got Stanford Steve this week. Pretty usual cast of characters. I wish I could report more. Okay. You're going to talk
0: about aircraft? What was your brother tweeting about? What the heck was that? Oh, yeah. he, He has
3: a flight simulator. What was that? So he thinks he's sully uh and <laughs> minus the he, minus the seagulls i hope well yeah you know? no, no okay. seagulls but all he's right. flying his cessna over all of our houses and taking pictures and sending them to us kind of creepy <laughs> so well happy holiday to the long family happy holidays <laughs> take care take
0: care of yourself chris. you good you, buddy it. it's chris long everybody kind of creepy <laughs> stream the nfl on westwood one for free sponsored by AutoZone, including tonight Catch every single NFL broadcast on Westwood One Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One Affiliate Station's digital platforms. Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner on the call tonight. I'm in the Monday Night Football Studio booth for free. And get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, I'm not free, but I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> the free like, oh, autos. I just want to let you know. Yeah, yeah. I just got to put it it out makes there. Sense. <laughs> the free AutoZone, just in case anybody's wondering. Wow. Uh, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. There's an interesting chat right there with uh, Chris Long. He just said something about a potential wild card matchup. Want to hit on that and take phone calls and then get to the best team in football. Hands down, bar none, was the nickname of somebody who used oh, to play for that yeah, team. Yeah, that's true. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, don't go anywhere. Fun Monday show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle,
2: How are you, George? Um, I'm happy to be here, Rich. Are I'm happy you, to talk to you again. Are you really, George? We saw your Instagram,
0: George. We saw it. We saw you it. Saw it. I don't mean to interrupt. What's going on? You know, you're on
2: vacation with your wife, right? There in Cabo. Is that what's going on right now? Did I see that? Hey, between you and me, and don't tell anybody else. Yes. I am actually back in Nashville. That's that's from last week. I was. <laughs> <work in Colorado. laughs> oh. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and here I was, you know, said, say, go say hi to McVeigh and uh, go say hi to, you know, Stafford. But there you are. Okay. So this was
2: last week. You were on the Okie doke. No, no, I, I was saying I was Kyle Shanahan instead. So okay. that's kind of my. That's your speed. Okay. Well, okay, yeah. good. Now I don't feel as bad. I don't feel. <laughs> But I feel like Bridget, in... I'll go to Cabo with you too, man. You look like you know how to have a good time.
0: <laughs> well, here's <laughs> wow, my deal, well George. George, here's my deal. Um, and this is—it's not just because I'm a 51-year-old man. This is the way I've been my entire life Tequila is a night ender for me. Like literally, if it's two in the afternoon, which I would never really do these days anyway, I, it's over. My my night's over. Finished. It, I, cannot, you, I know it's something gonna... like a blast, but you know it's true. Tequila and I, I just don't mix with tequila. Never have.
2: Rich, you should see the look that my dad just gave the phone after hearing (laughs) you say that. that Tequila's my day started when I'm (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? All right. You you should just come to Tennessee, and we'll get that fixed for you. Okay. So what is your— It's it's, it's a mindset, and you just power through it. Okay. It's a mindset.
0: I never really thought about that. So what is your libation of choice
2: uh, when on vacation, George? What is it? Ooh. What's your go-to? Uh, well, besides, besides Bud Light, I'm a I'm a big pina colada guy, and I uh, absolutely uh, I love uh, tequila just in general. Okay, uh, I'll drink that about anything.
0: George Kittle, his latest coming up back here on the Rich Eisen show. Interesting <laughs> what Chris Long just said, you know. Um, so he just mentioned Chris Long just mentioned how um, about a, a a possible matchup in the first round of the wild card all season long as we've watched your cowboys struggle and then get behind the eagles the sense was whoever loses the nfc east most likely the cowboys their first round game instead of hosting a game which obviously you want to do and maybe a one seed which obviously you definitely want to have right you're just going to go on the road and take on the uh, the NFC South champ that's not going to have nearly as good a record as you. So it's, it's kind of the best possible consolation prize you know it, which you know all about constellation process tj wow really
1: wow. Oh, yeah well, okay. you do you know rich wow. see you you've been well, poking. you see
0: that ping pong table he, in your house every he's day you been
1: poking you want me to no. start you want me yeah. start poking on january
2: well,
0: no. 1st well here's aren't
1: going your way well here's oh. the thing it's okay oh. that's fine oh, It's understandable would have to strike that, that would be That'd a be response
0: but yeah. my point yeah. is this so the cowboys go to tampa maybe what it looks like right now. That's, okay, If the playoffs started right, if today. If they started today. Yep. And you'd say, okay, they did that last year yep. and won last year. How about this? The you ready for this take yeah. against the GOAT? The greatest of all time. How about this take? Different teams. Could you say that this Tampa team is better than last year's Tampa I team? I would say that. Wouldn't Nashville. you? I would. And I understand I'm talking about the greatest of all time yeah, and but- Tom Brady.
1: Tom Brady's having a better year than Baker is this year, but the offensive line is healthy. The defense
0: is better. Rashad White has come around. Hold on a second. (laughs) Baker Mayfield has found Mike Evans way more than Tom Brady did last year. Well, Tom didn't didn't have time to throw deep. So I'm not blaming – I'm just saying that the offense is far more efficient – and successful right now. Rashad White last year was just a kid who was just trying to figure out yeah. how he can get in the game, right? With Leonard Fournette not performing as well. I mean, the run game this year is so much better. And Rashad White is coming into his own in a way that the Bucks prior to the season had hoped he would. Godwin is doing all sorts of stuff that we've used to Godwin doing, right? Could you make the case that this Bucks team this year is better than last year's that won the division and welcomed in the Dallas Cowboys?
1: I think you can make that case. Can you, can you make the case that this year's Cowboys team is better than last year's? I family? think you
0: can make that case as well. Yeah. No percent. doubt. And I think they are. They are Not better one, than last year, 1,000%. At home. So don't sleep on that game. true. At home. At home. At it's, home. And you gotta, I mean, and unfortunately for your Cowboys, that is the narrative that is roosting. And it, some narratives are real.
1: Yes, narratives can be changed.
0: No doubt. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Any given Sunday or Saturday night. Or Monday. Which, or, or Monday, or depending Friday on. And, or, and yeah. Any super yeah. wild card weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So just put okay. that. Because there are in the history. Let me cape. Oh. In the history of Lambeau Field, there are many great players who have come in and won and lost, more often lost, but there are many who have come into that building. In the history of the vaunted Lambeau Field, only (laughs) one quarterback has ever had a perfect passer rating in that game. His name is Baker Mayfield. Man, he lit it up yesterday. And this is a guy who's come in before and has come close and lost. As he said yesterday, it was
2: a charming moment. Third time's a charm. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, no, but I, I just our team was really prepared to come in here. Just like we talked about that mentality, the playoff mentality, to come in here um, with one job in mind and just to find a way to win. And um, we did that. So, um, just couldn't be happier with this group, and so we'll enjoy it. But then hit the reset button on the next week. They're a different team coming into Lambeau, and it's a charm. They
0: lit it up. Oh, the Packers' pass defense was awful. Dude, what are they doing on Awful, defense? awful, <laughs> awful. There's only I, – I said it three times. And the Packers have now suddenly taken a step back. Yeah, they're out. You know, <laughs> I don't know – they're not out. Eh, You're not come out. On. Come on. They're not out. You know they're out. I don't know they're out. You don't know. In this crazy world, it does look like, though, that nine wins may not be enough to make the playoffs in the NFC all of a sudden. We'll see how the Vikings finish up. The Rams are now 7-7. Seven and seven. They look much better than Green Bay all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But Baker Mayfield, whoa, Atlanta Falcons, go into Carolina. I don't care the weather was bad you know what, it might have been really weird for them playing outdoors and it being that rainy. Should, that and should have helped by the way, with how good their run game is. There were more people. They can't. As a road team, you can't say that they, you had to go silent snap count when the crowd is silent
1: There's nobody because there. there
0: was nobody there. There were more people in this room now <laughs> than in the third quarter of that game in Carolina on Sunday. Look at that photograph. Florio posted it saying, this is really amazing. An absolute, complete referendum on what the Panthers fans feel about David Tepper and what this team is doing or has done or what their future may be. Nobody showing up. That's a Ted Lasso open shot. (laughs) Except there's one more person in this photo than the Ted Lasso open. That looks like it's AFC freaking Richmond. I thought that was from 2020. Look at that photo on the screen. I heard the tickets
1: were four bucks.
0: And the Falcons go into that building and lose to the one-win Panthers. And this team... That has got a whole ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball score once. Bijan puts the ball in the ground and then doesn't see it and then out gets there. Benjamin, dude, what, what what get over it man dude Arthur I, Smith man what are you doing i am I'm, I'm a look he's the coach of a team that we don't know what's going on in his building. We never know what's going on in anyone's building, and this is a smart enough guy to know that you know his wagon's got to be hooked to Bijan right? I cannot imagine, I tweeted this out, what that what the meeting between the Arthurs is like. It will be very uncomfortable for one Arthur, because I'm sure Blank is livid. This team was in first place. And now the Bucks with Baker Mayfield, they were supposed to be in the post-Brady total reconstruction year, and Atlanta was totally reconstructed from the ground up in a way where they don't even look at Lamar Jackson. We're going to stick with Desmond Ritter. And it's been a total disappointment at this point in time. And they've got a couple more games to go. Not over yet. But one team has got Baker showing up in Lambeau Field and planting the flag like he's showing up in Columbus, Ohio, and turning down handshakes with Hugh Jackson. And the other team loses in front of three people to the one. Honestly, the Panthers have more wins than fans. (laughs) It feels like. I know I ripped it up, but uh, where's the memo? Because uh, the, hey, the Panthers yeah, got Panthers the memo. Got it. Panthers got it. Panthers got it. They're one. They're one win one. only ahead now. I never throw anything out. There's so only somewhere one here. win ahead of the pack. There are. They I, are? I, did I you get the memo?
1: Got I, I got the, Let's the memo. Let's Look at you. Let's go. I still
0: got, memo. You got my memo somewhere I around my. here. Memos.
1: There you go. LLC. The Panthers. The Panthers
0: won a game. So the first overall pick still up for grabs still going into the final grabs. three weeks. Let's go. Again. Uh, that's fans. There's that's as many weeks left of. in this mystery <laughs> as there are fans in Carolina. <laughs> George Kittle coming up in hour number two. Your phone calls 844-204-RICH. We'll talk Ravens and Niners coming up.
1: You were scared. Zappi was pretty good at the start of that game. Oh,
0: come By on. the way, Zappi's had great first halves, and then yeah. the second half, poof, oh. disappeared. The Steelers were unable to overcome in the way that uh, – let's just put it this way. Mahomes was able to overcome in a way that Trubisky couldn't. Wow. This just in. Well, this just in. Did you see the news? What?
1: Mason Rudolph this week. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh. That- are we sure it's him? Because they were telling me it's possible Pickett could come back. Oh, Tomlin said that Mason's going to get the opportunity to play. Okay. Well, I mean, that might mean he practices this week but if pickett's wa- if 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 pickett's walking around and is able to basically get from my part of the desk to yours <laughs> and make a cut or two they're going to play him
1: no, we'll see. He said Mason's going to start
0: this week. So he like, did say he's going to start this yeah, week? Yeah, okay. that's what chapter said, so we'll
1: see. So, Rich, you're saying that Philip Rivers has more children than the, the amount of fans. Yes. Right. Well let Yes. Nice. Nice. We, we could okay. keep doing this. Yeah, let's that's keep not going. a bad one, yeah, let's though. Let's keep going. Okay. That's a good one. I'm, I'm seeing them. I'm, I'm just picking up which. you That's a good one. Yeah. There
0: were more people left on your fantasy bench last mo- of, last Aww. night. <laughs> or this yeah, Saturday. You, know, you
1: didn't have to make it personal. Did I? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I have more fantasy championships than the amount of fans.
0: Ah, Hey, TJ Jefferson is here.
1: I definitely have more Emmys. Oh, oh wow. See, there you go, Mike. That's true. I mean, he does. See, I got an Emmy. All right, though.
0: suddenly I don't like this anymore. <laughs> suddenly it's rubbing me the wrong way. Look at that. Honestly, where's Roy Kent? <laughs>